Tavares backhand towards the goal, loose puck, and he scores! The boards can't get it out. Sweeney blasts for it. Scores! Gretzky controlling it. Inside the blue line. Gretzky gets it. He shoots. He scores! Just a one-man show. Wayne Gretzky. He passed to McDavid. He's in a roll. Connor McDavid scores! Connor McDavid! Hat trick. John Tavares. This is one of the best World Junior games we have ever seen. Well, what can you say about that uh, debacle uh, today as uh, the Russians knock off Team Canada 6 nothing in Team Canada's second game here at the World Junior Hockey Championship. And uh, we're from the hospitality suite. Everybody okay? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, I, I, you know I, I was wondering if anybody was even going to show up here tonight after uh, what we watched and witnessed earlier today. But look at everybody. It's a full house in here. Pretty Fan- close to it. It's fantastic. Uh, okay, where do you want to start with this one? Well, where, where do you start uh, in a game like that, Bryn? Uh, basically, the bottom line is one team was ready to play, one team was hungry, and one team wasn't. Yeah, I think that uh, I don't think at any time, at any point in this game tonight, the Team Canada was in it. No, it I felt the, I felt Team Russia just dominated right from the moment that the the weird fluky goal went in, and they never looked back from no, that point. Did. No, they never did look back, but they were the better team right off the get go. Oh, sure, they were hungry. You knew they weren't going to want to lose another game after they lost to the Czech Republic. They wanted to make sure that this second game, come hell or high water, that they were going to win this game. And Canada, I thought, came out a little reserved. And the Russians won most of the battles right off the bat, and they built on that momentum. Penalties again, and uh, the Russians made him pay. It's that simple. And 36 minutes into the game, it was 6 nothing, and that's all she wrote. And then you get the Lafreniere injury thrown in there as well. That's, and the, big, that's the big story. The 6 nothing score doesn't really mean anything. No. It's all the teams are tied 1-1. All five teams in our grouping are tied 1-1. So it's really going to come down to the last two games. One positive that Canada could look at is, okay, we've played the other two teams in the grouping that were the favorites. So now we've got our games against the Czech Republic and Germany. And if we win those, that should put us in good standing. So from that perspective, it's bright. From another perspective, you look at the Lafreniere injury, that's a lot of offense to lose. Four points in the first game, and you look at tonight, no goals. Creativity is definitely going to be missing, and uh, we've had no report on his injury so far. Yep. Uh, it was definitely I, a left knee injury. I, I am, uh, I'm afraid he's not going to come back in this tournament, just from some of the early reports we're starting to hear. Yeah. But, but you know, you never know. You never know, but uh, it did not look good. He was not putting any weight on it whatsoever going to the bench. Yeah. And even going down the hallway, uh, absolutely no weight on that left knee. And it didn't look good, I'll tell you that. When you saw, when you saw the replays, um, it definitely... <laughs> Definitely, a knee's not meant to bend that way. Okay, let's uh, let's kind of backtrack a little bit here. Uh, so there's the weird goal that goes in to make yeah. it one nothing, and of course the audible gasp that went up from the pro Canadian crowd. 
and it just seemed to shake everybody. We're also talking about the youngest team at this event in Team Canada. Yes. So when things start to go bad, it just went from bad to worse. And I was wondering whether or not they're going to be able to shake it off tonight. And they just never did. And no. the Russians just dug in because who do they like to beat more than anybody else? Us. Of course. And, I mean, the bottom line is as soon as you start losing the game, you have a young team, as you mentioned before. Guys start trying to do too much or they start guessing with their passes or they try guessing with where they should be on the ice and inevitably you have a that was a big Russian team as well I gotta say oh, yeah. that was not a small hockey team and I thought that they came out and made sure that they physically matched our Canadians or made sure that they physically showed them that they weren't going to be pushed around tonight well we often hear people say don't be too hard on 18 year old young guys yeah However, this tournament has built itself into this unbelievable event, and uh, we put a lot of pressure on all of our Team Canadas, and these are a lot of these guys are going to go on to NHL careers, so if you can't handle the pressure here, and that's one of the things the scouts are watching. Oh, see absolutely. See how they handle the pressure here. Uh, we, we had a little incident at the end of the game. Yeah, not that, a good let's, one. let's address, because uh, clearly there's something, something had happened. You and I were upstairs, yep. and... Uh, the Russians were upset about something. We couldn't quite figure it out, but we found out what the problem was. Yeah, well, we saw that uh, the Russian captain took a step forward as soon as the anthem ended. Yes. And pointed to, the Canadi- to a Canadian player. Right. And uh, the referee had to come in and stand in the way. And the he- problem was? You go ahead. Uh, the Canadian player did not take off his helmet during the national anthem that was played. So the winning team, they just... Uh, what can I tell you? It's um, it's not acceptable. It, I'll say it, it right now. It's not acceptable. Had a Russian player done that, we would have been to crime a Canadian bloody murder. team during the Canadian national anthem. If the captain of the Russian national team did not take his helmet off during the Canadian anthem, we'd be screaming bloody murder. Absolutely, we would. And so the fo- the shoe is on the other foot. I would say that. You know, that's not behavior that we would expect from our captain when they're on the blue line during another team's national anthem as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those. It's unfortunate it happened. They did shake hands, though, after, but it just seemed like it was a little stressed for the well, most part. The referees were, you know, a little concerned. Well, they were right uh, in the middle of it. have been because uh, the, the Russians did take a step forward saying, hey, what's going on here? And uh, you know how quickly things can get out of hand. We've also seen this on the other side where during our anthem, they were skating off the ice. You remember that episode? Absolutely. So we've seen it happen the other way around, but we're just as hard on the Russian players as we need to be on Team Canada tonight that you just got to wrap it up with a little bit of class. But 6-0 is the final score. It's been a long time since that's happened. Uh, one of the worst one of the worst beatings that Canada's ever taken at the World Juniors. I mean, going back to, well, we all remember the game in 2011 where they blew it against the Russians and the Russians came back and won the game. Yep. And then there was the loss to Kazakhstan. Those are two other ones that stand out. But a 6 nothing loss to Russia, that's that's impactful for any Canadian hockey team uh, in, turn, in a bad way, not in a good way. A few of my media pals from Canada said, how are you going to put a positive spin on this? Well, there's only one way that you can put a positive spin on a loss like this one, and that is the fact that it's in the round robin. If it had been any other time, that would have been a horrible, horrible loss. Oh, yeah. If, if this was a semifinal or a quarterfinal, uh, that would not be that would not go over well in Canada, that's for sure. But the, the other thing is, you look on the bright side, Canada's played probably the two toughest teams in our, you know, in our grouping. Right off the top. And 
the grouping is all tied top to bottom. Yeah. So if they win their games against Germany, they win their games against the Czech Republic, Canada should be one of the top two teams in the in the grouping. So you have to look at it from a positive perspective as well, that it's still in their hands as to where they finish. Obviously, you don't want to finish third or fourth and have to face the Finnish team that we saw earlier today or the Swedish team. Uh, I think that's the the priority in this round robin is to make sure that you're in a comfortable spot where you're not playing one of those two teams in the quarterfinals. Nico Daz giving up four goals on 18 shots, I believe, in yeah. this game today. Now what do you do? And I, he, gets, I, he gets pulled, but now do you come right back with him? This is where it gets fun for a coach at well, this event. It does, and I still wonder what is going on with Rodrigue. You know, going into this tournament, he was touted as one of the top two goalies, maybe the starting goalie for Canada. He's... He hasn't dressed a game. So my question is, is he injured? Is he nursing something that he's not dressing? You know, and if he's not injured, does he take one of those two spots even as a backup going into next game, even if he's not starting? And then you have to make a decision. Do you want to go back to Dawes or do you want to go, you know, with the other goaltender? Well, I know one thing. If you don't find a way to get him into the lineup by game three, he's oh, not coming. He's, 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 he's done. Be done. Yeah, he will not, not be coming back, back in. in. You're not bringing him back for the final. Yeah, exactly. Uh, shots on goal through this one. It was a mess. You know, it was kind of deceiving, I think, because a lot of the Canadian shots were from the outside. Perimeter shots. There, were, there was not much traffic in front of the Russian goal. And, you know, to me, the whole game was summarized for me on one play, and that's when the Russian player came in across the, the Canadian blue line, cut to the net, and the Canadian defenseman stood there and let the guy cut right across the net and score a goal. I know. And to me, that's like, okay, if you're not willing to defend the front of the net, you've got no chance. You've got no chance whatsoever. And then the other thing I looked for is every time the puck went to the point on the, to the Canadian point where they had an opportunity to put the puck on net, the Russian defenseman cleared the Canadian player from the front of their goal. Yes. And then the puck goes the other way, and you have the Russian player going right to the top of the crease and deflecting in a goal. Those little plays make a huge difference in a hockey game. We've also talked a lot about puck position in the early going, and that if you're not winning those battles early, it's going to be a long night. We've also talked about goaltending. Well, it was, it was a mismatch tonight. The Russians clearly had the better netminder. We also talk about power plays. The Canadian power play was horribly ineffective. It was just, uh, it was just. Hey, listen, we all sat back by the middle part of the second period, and we thought to ourselves, "Okay, well, let's see how ugly this is going to get." Yeah. Now the question is whether or not Dale Hunter can use that for fuel. If they should go on to play Russia in the next round, but you know what? I wouldn't be worried about that right now. The games that are starting to concern me, we talked a little bit about Germany, who would love nothing more than to really stick it to Canada, but the game that I would be a little concerned about is the Czech Republic taking on Canada because we saw how they played the Russians. They're going to have an opportunity here to just sink our battleship in a lot of ways. Playing at home in front of those fans? Oh, yeah. They're going to be that place is going to be jumping because you have half the crowd is going to be Canadian fans, half the crowd is going to be Czech fans. They're each going to want to be loud. You know what? I give credit to the Russians today. They had some good fan support. They did. You know, they had some good fan support today, but I think you could double that when the Czechs are playing. And it's going to be, it could be a very nervous situation for that youngest team in the tournament, as you talked about, Bryn. If Canada needs a victory that yeah. day to avoid playing one of those two teams. Lots of pressure. 
The, the other thing I didn't like about the, the hockey game, and like I said, lots to not like about it, but the Russians were making they, – there were about four or five occasions today where they made a pass from their own face-off circle up to the Canadian blue line. Uh, yeah, they One this. stretch pass yep. constantly, and we couldn't adapt to it. No. No, the Canadian, there's a huge gap between our forwards and our defense for a large part of this game. And as soon as you do that stretch pass, you're exposed. You are totally exposed because they have guys flying up the ice. Then it's a three on two. You know, how many odd rushes did Canada have against the Russians? Well, it's funny because during the second intermission, talking to a couple of the NHL scouts up in the corner of the building that we were at, and they said that they thought, they weren't sure, they thought that Canada had won... Odd, Odd man, man rush. rush through 40 minutes of play. And that's one thing that I saw was that the Russian players were committed today all over the ice, offensively and defensively, Yeah, to win every puck battle. I know. They, they were just totally committed to this game. And when you get that start that they had, then it becomes just a, a big boulder rolling down the hill, and you're not going to stop it. And I don't think there was a time in the game where I thought, okay, Canada had quality possession. They're taking the game to them. They're winning, you know, a string of battles, and it looks like they might come. There was a little stretch where they were in their zone, but we didn't get any quality chances off that. So they just let them skate to the outside, which is what European teams do. They protect the middle of the house, give you the outside, and let their goaltender make a save off any shot from the outside. And one last thing on this, and we'll start talking about some of the other games and what what we're going to be up to here over the next few days. The, the other thing that, uh, that, that kind of really bothered me about this game is the fact that, you know, some of our fans are complaining about the officiating, which was a little questionable. Yeah. Team Canada got three uh, penalties early in that, in that first period, which kind of might have set the tone a little bit. But you know what? You're chasing the game. The though. Russians were just yeah. the better team exactly. today. And you have to give credit where credit is due. I just thought that they were well coached coming in. Yep. They knew exactly what they wanted to do coming in. And they absolutely 100% did it. Well, here's an absolute truth and bottom line. If you've got the puck in the other team's end and you're pressing the whole time and yeah. you're winning battles and you're the second guy into that battle every time, you're it's gonna not going to be a good night. You're, right. you're not the guy that's going to be you know, penal- uh, penalized on. You're the guy taking the penalty because you're chasing all the time. And that's exactly what happened to Canada. And you get behind the eight ball... You know, they score in those power plays, and that's it. I mean, 6 nothing, and the game's half over. So for Team Canada, they've got to find a way to move on. They might have to move on without their best, most dramatic and creative player. Number well, one, per, per, probably the first overall pick in the NHL draft next year. Now, now you have knows? to Now you have to use the word probably. Yeah, now who knows? Because you never know. Some teams may say, well, it all depends on what the injury is, if it's yeah. an ACL or an well, MCL or back, whatever. I just go back to Morgan Riley. Oh, yeah. Who had the knee injury and was slipped to number and five. Dropped. And the Leafs got him at number five, right? Yeah. And this could be a similar situation where, you know, you're standing there and you got Lafreniere. You have Byfield. You know, you have one guy. But we haven't seen the best of Byfield either yet. No. So there's a guy that has to step up now with Lafreniere gone. He's a guy that has the high pedigree coming into the tournament and Canada needs goals. There's no doubt about it. So 6 nothing Russia over Canada and the one matchup we watched in Ostrava later in the evening we had the privilege and I will say privilege of watching Finland yes. take on Slovakia that uh, was in Trinich and Finland coming up with an 8-1 to victory over Slovakia today 
those Finns, the defending champs, can under underrate they, them. They, I thought they looked great. We talked about it the other day. Yeah, you could never underestimate a Finnish hockey team. And I'll tell you, that defense is mobile. <laughs> that defense is very mobile. Yep. Every time I, I was talking to my son, I go, "You watch that defense. They're always doing figure eights when they don't even have the puck. They're moving. They're skating. They're looking up." And you talk about a team that could make that stretch pass, that's Finland. And, uh, you know, they have some good players in that hockey team that could score some goals. And, and big goaltender. Uh, big yeah, goal what's his, I'll have to take a look at what his height was. But, man, he was a, he's he a monster it, in there. I thought it was Koskinen in goal. Uh, very, 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 very <laughs> tall. The, the, uh, the other thing about that game that was very impressive to me was on the power play, they moved that puck around so smoothly. Yep. Now, granted... Slovakia's the the box defense they were playing on on the penalty kill was so small and so tight they just let the Finns throw it around and and it cost them on numerous occasions. Yep. You take a look at the way the Russians played Canada's power play they spread that box out yep. and there was really no place to go for Team Canada around the outside around the outside. And uh, you know the we talked about how important the special teams and goaltending are going to be in this tournament and. If you've got one or the other that can carry you through an important game, it's one game. And a goaltender can get hot. The Finnish goaltender, to me, wasn't really tested today. No, he wasn't. So we have to get uh, to see how he'll react under you know, a team that uh, puts a lot of pressure on them. But like I said, that defense gets them out of a lot of trouble. And those forwards, they... I, I just I just think Finland's a team that you got to watch for because as the tournament goes on, they seem to always get better. Can't say we're too surprised by the other matchup over in the other pool up in Trinich as well because Sweden was 5-2 over uh, Switzerland today. That's not a big surprise. Everybody no, expected Swedes, this kind of effort Swedes out of Sweden. Swedes are a big, forward, uh, a big favorite coming into the tournament, that's for sure. The, the game that was a bit surprising was Germany beating the Czech Republic in, yeah. in Ostrava earlier in the day. That one, uh, there was a bit of a gasp that went up. We, yes. were, we yeah. were at the game in Trinich. A very, uh, a lot of Slovaks in the yes. building, and they were happy. And, yeah, they were, but they did the, oh. That's right. It was pretty funny, the, the reaction we got out of the crowd there. But you, you had to kind of figure that the way the, 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 the Czech Republic team played against Russia, that there might be a little bit of an emotional letdown, and I'm guessing that there probably was in that game. But, hey, listen, everybody in the pool is one and one. So it's anybody's ball game, and uh, I don't. Canada's never done things the easy way. No, at this event ever, and I don't expect they're going to do it the easy way this time around no. either. No, and, and like I said, the one good thing in their favor is that they've played the United States and Russia, who coming into the tournament were, you know, their two biggest rivals to finish first in the group, and they've got games against Germany and Czech Republic. If they play their game, if they come out to play. They should beat those two teams. Yeah. And so they could still be in a very good position at the end of this round robin, even though it looks bleak right now. I'm interested to see uh, what happens in the game tomorrow between the United States and Russia. I think that's going to be a very interesting game because if the United States loses, that's going to put some pressure on those boys. Yeah, we have two games on tap tomorrow. We have Kazakhstan taking on Finland, and uh, that one's in Trunich. And uh, the Ostrava game is the U.S. and Russia, which is also another one of those major rivalries. That, I'm almost sorry we're not going to catch that game tomorrow. Yeah. But uh, you know what? You can't beat them all. And we moved around pretty good today. And a lot of our group are moving around pretty good through. This is a, this is a real pleasure trip, i got to tell you. At least it is for me. We're watching great hockey. 
intense hockey. We're watching it in an atmosphere that has been a blast. I know it was 6 nothing today, but it's still kind of fun to be in the barn. Uh, and then we're also doing a little bit of sightseeing while we're over here. And for a bunch of us tomorrow, it's off to Vienna for the yeah. day. Yeah, half the group is going to uh, Vienna, Austria tomorrow, doing a sightseeing tour, having a little bit of free time to wander around the town. Beautiful city. Absolutely stunning city. And the others are going to uh, go to Moraski Cross, do a cave tour, and a little boat tour in the cave as well, in a, a little stream that's underneath. I passed on that. You know that, right? No, I didn't know that. Yes, I have this claustrophobic thing. Yeah. So when I heard the word caves, I went, you know what? Maybe I'll just spend a little time in the lobby at the uh, so hotel. you're no here. Batman. Is that what uh, you're no, telling us? No. Okay. And then uh, in the afternoon... Uh, those groups are going to a winery doing a little wine tour and tasting and I heard the tapas that they laid out during that eight wine tasting, eight different wines were quite something and then they said, oh, now we're going for dinner after everybody ate You're all kidding. the tapas. Yeah. <laughs> so those, uh, that part of our group's going to have a very uh, fun and interesting day that's for sure. We got to tell people, you okay, so you, you've been doing this for a long time, as you can. Dot net. If 26 you want, if, years. 26 years. This is the biggest group for you? you know, biggest I, it's, group to a single event. Okay. Uh, yeah, 296 people is what we have here, uh, plus, plus our staff, of course. So, you know, in total, we're pushing about 320. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's a big undertaking. We have seven buses every day going in different directions. And uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, interesting people on the tour, uh, enjoying themselves from all across Canada. Uh, as we mentioned before, I think the only two places we don't have people from are PEI and Nunavut. So we have a good cross-section of Canada here. And a lot of these people meet and enjoy coming to the World Juniors and, and, and seeing people that they traveled with before and meeting new people from across Canada. That's what it's about. And enjoying themselves. And as we can see here tonight, we got a... You know, it's 12.42 in the morning here. Yes, it is. And we have quite a few people down here in our hospitality suite enjoying some of the lovely Czech beer, which uh, is flowing freely. Inexpensive, Inexpensive lovely and Czech free beer. free-flowing. That's two good things for Canadians. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the food is good here. And... Uh, they have to listen to us, whether they like it or not. I, I, I got to say one thing, though. The thing that impresses me, first of all, everybody's so friendly. But the fact is, is that we were only a few days into this, and people are already talking about the next one. Well, the next one is in Edmonton and Red Deer. That's right. Canada will be hosting. But the people here are already talking about the one after that, which is in Sweden. Yeah, in Copenhagen 2022. And every day my phone i bet i'm getting people registering on the priority list for 2022 now are these the people that are here or are you getting some no, interest no, no. these people that are here will all are already automatically on the list for 2022 okay so these are so, new people that are uh, kind of so, maybe yeah, catching yes, these are people that are catching seeing, the fever well that's the other thing a lot of people are following us on twitter absolutely at azurcan global and that brin mighty mouth and Favorite facebook MJ page forbes marty yes. forbes as well and marty's got the facebook page as well going and so you know people are seeing what we're seeing we're putting up there you know our view at the games uh some of the things that we experienced throughout the day so we're getting a lot of feedback in multiple ways, uh, whether it's people listening to our podcast, people going on our Twitter, people going on our Facebook page. Um, it's really good to see, and it's interesting to see, you know, 
all the people here uh, getting um, messages from back home and people back home interested on what they're doing as well on a day-to-day basis. Gotcha. Okay, it's, uh, as you said, it's all closing in on 1245. Yeah. It's been a painful evening. I, I'm so impressed by everybody who's come down here for some and inexpensive beer. And in good spirits. They're yeah, good you know fun. what? It's, it's one game and you're not out of it, so you try to build off of it and you move on. We think positive here. Absolutely. So now tomorrow we're, we're not broadcasting at all uh, or podcasting because we are on the road tomorrow. Yes. We'll probably do a few live hits. Yeah, uh, do a live hit or two from Vienna and yeah, put exactly. it up on the Twitter page. We'll have some fun. And then, of course, uh, the next matchup for Canada is coming up. And uh, right after that game, when we finally get settled in here yes. at the hotel, we will uh, be up and running and we'll turn it around and get it right to you. Yes, against Leon Dreisaitl's Germany team. Yeah. There might be some bets in the other dressing room. You know, just before we go, did we have we talked about that? No, go ahead. Okay, well. You know, you, you know the insights. I have been behind the curtain, so I can tell you a little bit about this one. The intensity yes. in an NHL locker room over this event is way more than you would think. Yes. It, and there, I would suggest that there are little side bets. Daily. I know there are. Uh, because and guys just you know there might be dinners on the line or whatever it is but it more than the number one thing it's national pride so when Canada is playing Germany we'll use the Edmonton Oilers you mentioned Leon Dreisaitl Leon is the only German player so you know that everybody's going to be ganging up on him and if they were to knock off Team Canada, oh my gosh, the uh, it would never stop he he would be all over those guys I think Leon would be eating free for a month. Uh, yes, he with would be. With all the deals yeah. that he made yeah. at that time. So it's always kind of fun, uh, you know. Well, those type of things bring teams together as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, you rib each other a little bit about what's going on. They'll be watching the games together, too, oh, if, they, if sure. they possibly can. If they're on, the, And the Oilers will be heading out on a road trip, so they'll be trying to grab as much of the action as they can. It happens with the Calgary Flames and the Vancouver Canucks and all these teams. Every team in the NHL does uh, it. Yeah, it's, it, it's what makes this event so special. Okay, we done. That's are we it. done? Is that it? I think so. All right. Well, let's Your eyes are bloodshot. Uh, thank you. <laughs> mine are perfect. It's from the crying. Yeah, mine are perfect. Uh, of course they are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, as we said, we're, uh, we're coming back your way. Uh, Team Canada is going to try to bounce back big time against Germany, and we'll be back with our next podcast after that. So thanks to everybody who has been down here tonight, and yep. uh, we appreciate the support, and we appreciate all the good thoughts. And on behalf of Paul Almeida, I'm Brent Griffiths. Have yourself a great, great day. Try not to think 6 nothing and be just... Positive. Be positive. Absolutely. Be as positive as you possibly can, will you?